You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Rate Rebel. Limit Has Been Exceeded. Okay, well, uh, we back, niggas. Ratchet ramblings. If you need a spill invite, let me know because I'm gonna be honest with you. When I had Twitter Blue, it's when it was like $4.99, and I was okay with that because I was okay with paying $4.99 to edit my tweets when I had a spelling error, when I needed to fix something or clean something up. This was before it came with the obnoxious uh, verified check and all that other shit. But I just want to know in what world, and I'll take that back because this motherfucker's paying $12.99 a month for Twitter Blue. And they have a rate limit as well. But if you think I'm going to pay you $12.99 a month to see 6,000 motherfuckers be stupid or 6,000 stupid ass tweets a day, that shit should be free. We see far more stupid shit on Twitter than we do in lightning shit. I'm not paying for that. So if you want to follow me on Spill, um, at name is the same, not so newly at PC. I started to go back to Intense Desire, but I buried that portion of my life. It's done. It's retired. She's staying in retirement. Um, but we back, niggas. And not only we back, we, we back in full effect. We hey, back man. in full effect because our favorite is back. Adrian is back. Hey, Adrian, welcome back. We missed you. We hope you missed us. They tried to take your favorite bitch down, but they couldn't do it because I'm too real on here. Hey, hey, I miss y'all forever. So <laughs> I miss y'all so much, but y'all cut up the weeks that I was out. So y'all were healing medicine for me while I was sick. So that was kind of I'm really finna I'm really finna get I'm really finna get ignorant today. So I'm ready. mm, Um so our lineup this week, we will not be covering Bell Collective because they took a break this week. So but we still will have five shows. Can I say something uh, real quick? mm Mm-hmm. Even though Bell Collective is taking a break, I would still like to say Fuck all the niggas on that show. Continue, friend. Okay, so why we here? Fuck all the niggas on all the show. Segway Jones. <laughs> Carlos King has something going on with him where he only likes to put shows into production where the women collect bum-ass niggas like Infinity Stones. Like Infinity Bums, if you will. And... Right I now. I don't understand. Like, there are more... Awful ass, bum ass, Rachel, you big fat, smelly bitch ass niggas on these Carlos King shows than there are decent husbands. And there, let me say, the word good is is subjective, right? What's good to you may not be good to me. I might I don't know if it's objective or subjective, whatever the case may be. I just but that's you know, that's that. But these niggas are so awful on every Carlos King show. Love and Marriage Huntsville, Love and Marriage DC, Love and Marriage Detroit, Bell Collective. These niggas is awful. Awful. Can we can we even claim one decent husband amongst all these shows? I could say maybe Aikisha's husband, but she also don't let that nigga film. She basically keep him locked in the closet on Bell Collective. He be in a dungeon. She's smart. 
she she likes to keep her trash hidden in her home. I, w- I would say probably the best, and I use best in very, very heavy air quotes, is um, what's his face on Huntsville? Uh, shit, I forget his name. Chris Fletcher? Tiffany Hood. Louis. Louis, yeah. Mm. That's about the best you got, and even then. And even yeah, I, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, I mean, I just, I've said it once and it, it bears repeating. As a matter of fact, I think I've said it several times. The worst part of these shows is watching beautiful, ambitious, goal driven, educated black women allow nothing ass niggas to be their downfall. That is the worst part of these shows. Yes, we love the drama, but we absolutely recognize that a lot of the drama on these shows are because these women are married to fucking losers. Uh, If somebody good at Photoshop, make me a picture with the Infinity Stone gauntlet and put like, uh, put Glenn, put put Martel, put Maurice, put Marceau, and put uh, Zaddy on the on the gauntlet for infinity stones because and put him and make him the time stone just bummy ass niggas and they collecting them and putting in their pocket for no reason i don't understand why and the husbands on love and marriage detroit are running up the hatch really fast yeah i don't like none of them niggas either yeah we're gonna talk about it but before then we don't we might as well just hop right into it i don't know if anything really messy has happened since we um unloaded all the ratchet mess of the week on last week's episode which you could go back and listen to and go back and listen to the most recent episode of ratchet reloaded on the patreon uh patreon.com backslash flawless noises red noise level five dollars a month treat yourself don't cheat yourself and be sure to subscribe to us on wherever you listen to spotify apple Podcasts, um google play podcast or i don't know nobody who uses that shit but that's not my business and all the other streaming platforms that you might use, but real housewives of Atlanta. If you are tired, but you are restless, put on season 15 of real housewives of Atlanta. It is instant night quill. It will put you straight to fucking sleep. What a boring lackluster surface level season of monotony and nothingness. Truly nothingness. Literally arguing about nothing. Yeah. Thumbs up. Um, I said this in the pregame, but I'll repeat it here, is that I think what is the most frustrating, at least for me, is that it's not even the fact that they're arguing about what they're arguing about. It's that it's literally like rehashing stuff that I thought we moved past. You know, like why, like you said, and when we was talking before we recorded, Candace, why are we, why is Sheree's storyline still she by Sheree? We know that shit don't. You know, why are we still, you know, allowing Marlo, who in my opinion, that's the biggest one. Like, why are we still allowing Marlo to cook and rehash beef from 87 years ago to try to keep a peach on, on here? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, where is the, where, not even authenticity, where is the good story? Cause I can like I can sit through something that I know is faking some bullshit if it's entertaining. This ain't even entertaining, and it's I feel like at this point it's a disservice for us and our listeners for us to every week get on here and complain about how much we don't like we want that old thing back when they're not giving it to us, and clearly they have no intention of giving it to us. You know, 
Not because a lie only, has been told. But, but, yeah, because it's only it's only so much like we can. It's only so many times we can say, "Well, we covering it out of legacy," but are we really covering it? Because clearly, like, I there's feel like nothing I to really cover. Like, yeah, this exactly. I, I and. And let me be fair, I didn't even skim the episode. I watched the full episode and nothing aside from that talk in the park between Sheree and Candy was memorable in the episode. Drew, uh, you know, talking about knowing the eight count to her dance moves. Marlo going on a blind date, which that man is fine as hell. The man is fine as hell. And him and Marlo's voice is the, is the same depth. So when they fucking, I know it's going to sound like two plumbers in there trying to fix a sink. All right. Okay. All right. Marlo lying, expecting us to believe she ain't had sex in four years. We baby, you, you, your claim to fame is a sugar baby. I know you've been laying on your back, but maybe mm. you haven't because you fucked a judge and your mugshot's still up. Ooh. So maybe you haven't been giving up sugars to the sugar daddies. I don't know. I mean, I hope not because I know that, I know it's not, I know it's not crazy enough. Ooh. Like, I'm sorry, there are some women on no, here. No, because Marlo sounds like she one step from needing one of them voice box things. Like, I was smoking cigarettes for 43 years. And this is what happened. Now, you know what she sounds like? Like, <laughs> you know what she, you know she sounds like? Uh, I don't, y'all remember that um, old, it's like an old ass cartoon where it's like this little owl and he and the motherfucker singing about the joining in the spring. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm mm. Sing it. I do, man. You, you like, I, I'm, like, that is, like it's like it's like it's like a you are never that, you are never beating the country nigga allegations with that though i'm gonna let you I, know I, I, have you heard how i talk friend i couldn't do it if i tried <laughs> but <laughs> like it's that cartoon but like imagine marlo singing that shit but like but in like a demonic voice like, i feel like that's what she sound like during sex like it's some like Sheree, I would like to see it i'm not gonna lie to you candy i would like to see it hell drew i would like to see it marlo take it back take it back take it back <laughs> Leave me and my family alone. <laughs> I know I got roaches on the eyes. <laughs> okay, just, shut up. <laughs> I mean, it just it just was it was it was it was very underwhelming. And um, you know, while we're here, we might as well discuss the conversation in the park. I just feel like Sheree dishes it for somebody who can't ever take it in return. You, Sheree, you have been a bone collector for 57 years. You have always had so much snarky shit and was always talking about the other girls behind their back. That even includes Candy. So I'm just very shocked to see you've been crying all season because Candy made some little spoof videos and some memes and told the truth about She by Sheree. We saw this shit happen in real time. That is the most um outlandish part about your beef with candy is this happened in real time your website crashed you pulled all your merch from the website people never got to make orders merchandise never went out you took back the stuff that you gifted to the girls in that season it was discovered that you hadn't been paying the people working for you to help you get the collection going in the fashion show up and running we saw the side-by-sides of you um doing private label on the stuff and not making sure that it wasn't being carried by other fast fashion uh companies like Shein and PLT and Boohoo and so on and so forth like we saw all this stuff happen in real time so it's just really outlandish and pressed and pathetic that you are trying to beef with Candy about this 
Nobody made a bigger joke out of Sheba Charade than you did, period. So if nothing else, if you ain't going to be nothing else, be fucking for real. Very little effort went into that. Even those fucking handbags that you selling, they are knockoffs of the Louis Vuitton Speedy bags, baby. With that ugly ass logo on it. Yeah, Sheree's a fashion girl with no fashion. And I think people mistake being able to dress nice and fashionably as having fashion sense and being able to put out a clothing line and stuff like that. And it's not that simple. It's not. Having a stylist is not the same as being a fashion girl. It's not. It's a lot of people who could put that shit on. But Sheree's not one of them. And Sheree is a woman who is used to being complimented because no, she has the body that no matter what she wears, she'll look good in it. But as you just said, Adrian, Sheree is a fashion girl with no fashions. And when she does give looks, it is typically thanks in part to a stylist. Cut it the fuck out. Yeah. And I was glad when you talk about, well, Candy, I brought stuff from your store and I could only wash it once. And Candy was like, well, at least it was available. At least it was available. <laughs> I think one of my, a memory I will never forget is that when she first launched the website, like years ago, like first, first, first launched it. Um, and I looked and I took one for the team. Uh, <laughs> and I, I went on the website and I relayed back to you and Curtis that she had merch, limited merchandise with what, well, now she had ways to pay, but no goddamn merchandise for people to buy. <laughs> I would never forget that shit and how much I laughed. And that's that that alone just sums up Sheree in a nutshell. And it's so sad. It's so sad. Boy, but she, but she she's chooses, a bore. Yeah, she chooses to be a bozo on our faces. So I mean, hey, it is what it is. Um, beautiful grandbabies, though. Mm-hmm. Beautiful grandbabies. Can't take that from her. Um, that's all I got, really. Yeah, for Real Housewives of Atlanta, and that's a goddamn shame. Cause that was one be... that I was gonna get. Yeah, truly. Andy could take some notes from the likes of uh Big Fish because what they have done this season with Black Ink LA and even Black Ink New York mm-hmm. in the midst of huge controversy with C's and all that shit, and it and I'm. Fuck it. I'm glad he beat that puppy because I didn't want to see oh, no more C's. We didn't need to see no more. And that's what it was going to take. It was either going to take some domestic violence charges or some animal abuse charges. And we got animal abuse and they got them right the fuck up off our TV screen. And Black Ink New York has been very palatable this season, as have Black Ink LA. And I'm glad that we are getting to see um cat this season because cat is a boss in her own right and when she was on black ink chicago uh if i am to be honest cat is a better tattoo artist than ryan and ryan is a phenomenal tattoo artist but cat is just in a league of her own and she has some artists in a league of their own even though they're still goofy i just i want to like nelly so bad but i don't uh, just to add on to that, Candace, I think in Chicago, the issue was never Kat's talent. It was just her sometimes getting into goofy shit, either of her own oh. volition or like... As- it was her crossing the line with Ryan. That's yeah. what did it for Kat. And after she crossed the line, she tried to she tried to link up with Van and go against Ryan. Yeah. Instead of just taking her L and leaving and recognizing that 
when you try to mix business and pleasure, when one aspect goes wrong, so does the other. I mean, didn't she just get some hair from Ryan? Like, they both say that they didn't have sex, that she just got hair from Ryan. She should have took the head and went. Yeah, she she fought hard to be at Black Ink Chicago, knowing that her and Ryan's relationship had pretty much deteriorated. Yeah. That was never going to work out. It was never going to be back what it was again. They crossed the line and there was no way to go back to that brother-sister relationship they once had. And this is why you should not, you know, let your genitals lead you. Because Ryan is very attractive. But I would have, I, I, I would have done the same thing Kat did, but I would have gotten some dick as well. I would have absolutely made it worth every penny of the chaos that it caused. Yeah, but it happened for a reason, and she came out ahead. She of came me. out on the other side with a beautiful family, beautiful children, her own shop in LA, and uh, LA is another one of those places. If you can make it in LA, you can make it anywhere. So, mm-hmm. you know, kudos. But I, I, I don't, I don't like Nelly, and I'm really tired of her painting herself as a victim. Because she and her wife or partner, whoever the fuck, scammed Kevin out of $30,000. No amount of fucking tears is going to make me forget that your wife owed me $30,000 fucking dollars. And I don't care if that bitch blocks you everywhere. You know that bitch's social security number. You know everything you need to know to give me information so I could at the very least take that bitch to court and get her garnished. Like now, play with somebody else. But don't play with me. Cause I am definitely willing to part ways with a friendship behind $30,000. And and as I said last week, and I still mean it with my chest, Nelly knew what the fuck her partner was doing or not doing with Kevin's money. And at no point did she step in at no point did she try to course correct her partner at no point did she try to pull Kevin's ear or anything. She sat and watched the shit happen. And, and then that lady left her ass high and dry too. And now you want Kevin's fucking sympathy. no, Absolutely fucking not. Where's my money? You can, she can give it to me, or or you can give it to me. But I'm gonna need thirty thousand. That's a lot of money to act like it's no big deal. I'm willing yeah, to fight right like, now about thirty dollars. <laughs> That's gas money. True. I mean, listen, Elon trying to charge twelve. I fight that cracker right now. Fuck that nigga. Yeah. Um. Can we get KP and them off the show? I'm. We yeah we asked that they don't they don't do anything and I'm sorry you for the first season or two seasons of this fucking show when it was Black in Compton you tried to beat into our fucking head the significance of this tattoo shop tattoo shop tattoo shop in Compton the first tattoo shop in Compton a neutral t- playing ground in Compton and y'all are not doing shit like going to tattoo fucking conventions to showcase your talent to get asses and seats for, for tattoos y'all wasting our fucking time you can go be a, a youtube rapper on your own fucking time and the music is not fucking good well i mean it was never gonna be good because it was coming from a nigga named kp so it's just the, the music is fucking awful like why do y'all own it you should have just opened up a fucking studio and called it a day right yeah. like it really do like I don't know if y'all agree with me on this, but it feel like KP and Tim are like two niggas that just wanted to be on TV instead of two niggas that actually wanted to run a tattoo. Yeah. I'm going to go one better. I think 
they are two street adjacent niggas that wanted a spot <laughs> that wanted a spot for street niggas to hang out so they could be cool. And it didn't work out because the city said, okay, we'll let you open this tattoo shop, but you can't have gang activity up there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That That's my, I think they wanted to have the little kicking it spot, the cool spot, hey, whatever. And the provisions that the city put on it kind of stopped all of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's something because they are the most, you know, to Candace's point, they are the most like not giving a fuck about tattooing ass niggas for tattooing ass niggas I ever seen. I mean, but they don't give a fuck about none of it. Ink Bomb is the only person doing ink. We ain't seen no art and they can keep the music. So true. Alana can't tattoo shit. She's still too spending too much time worried about breaking up with her prison nigga. The bitch that tattoo eyebrows thinks she more talented than she really is. Yeah, she's weird, bro. Like you she's at weird. a tattoo convention, and and again, no shade, because I'm pretty sure some women will be there who want to get their eyebrows tattooed. But you are totally overselling your level of talent. No, you can't. No, you can't step with people. Even Alana, who's an apprentice, tattoos better than that lady could try to tattoo. And and we need to acknowledge that she's being fucking weird. And she's trying to pick on the weakest link. And I can't stand a fucking bully. Mm-hmm. True. Because Alana is goofy, but she's young and she's going through a weird time. She's trying to but figure it's her like, shit out and find herself. Right. And it's like, why are you being so mean? Because you're mad that, that you feel like KP and them are babying her? Like, that they look out for her? That, that she has an advantage that you wish you had. I just need you to be honest about that. And True. just be like, I wish that I had the level of support and and shit that KP and Tim give to Alana. Whole time, though, Alana has been in the trenches with them, although to me it doesn't make a lick of fucking sense because she's no better a tattoo artist now than she was back then. But she stayed and rode out the storm. When everybody left, Alana was, was still there. So yes, KP and Tim do afford her a little bit of extra. Such is fucking life. But if you as good at tattooing eyebrows as you say you are, you don't need you and Alana not even in the same lane. Let me say that. Y'all not even in the same lane. You do eyebrows. This girl's a tattoo artist. What are y'all, what you trying to argue with her for? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, what, 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 again, if you're going to do it, if you're going to be something, be what? Fucking for real. You're just jealous. Period. Then you go down, then you tell Ink Bomb, oh, I'm going to be cool at the tattoo convention. I ain't going to do shit. I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to do that. You take your motherfucking ass to San Diego and be fucking weird. <laughs> Narrator, she did not, in fact, be cool. Yeah. <laughs> she did the exact opposite of be fucking cool. If if I'm going to be honest, if anybody needs to be let go, it's her. It's just repeatedly she has displayed a level of unprofessionalism and has kicked shit off and then played the victim when it blew up in her fucking face. Because when her and Alana got into it, she initiated the discourse talking about, I beat the fuck out of you. Beat the fuck out of who exactly? Right. And I feel like she a little jealous because the nigga from Enigma really trying to get at Alana real heavy. Mm. Speaking of... Segway Jones. When you on TV, maybe you shouldn't be letting the world know that you get in the shower and like to get pissed on. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. That was a little, little nasty. 
Little that nasty. Was a, that was a definitely one where I was like, y'all could have kept this in the chamber. We we did not need. We to did not this. need to see this. We did not. None you of this. This was a, this was put up on us against our will. You could have kept it in a clip or kept it in a clit or something. Kept it in the vagina. We do not want to hear about your urination fantasies. <sighs> that just ain't right. It, Rain on me. All right. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 head over to VH1's. I mean MTV's couple retreat, the season finale. This this was one of the best seasons to me. This was by far one of the best seasons to me, and um, I I really hope for the best for these couples. Now I don't know what's gonna happen. Because motherfuckers love going on these type of shows and saying they're going to do right, do better, grow, unlearn, heal. And then they just be doing the same old shit regardless. I mean, one of the couples does involve young jocks. Well, as we see so far that they're on um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta doing semi-okay. So, you know, and Kendra is a fool. She's not leaving jock. Mm-mm, she love that man. She, she, she in love with him. She's not going nowhere. Mama, she loved that man. I just he hope knew. that I just hope that he could keep it in his drawers and start respecting her and respecting himself. Let me say that: respect yourself. You a married man, respect yourself. <laughs> hey, why did I just get <laughs> an image in my head? <laughs> remember when uh, remember fucking Marlo was hugging Sheree and was like, "Sheree, love yourself." So, why did I just yeah. get the vision of Marlo doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Like just respect yourself and and, and be a mm. husband and a fucking provider and a decent dad. Like it's so much that you could work on doing that don't involve you fucking and making outside babies. So do that. I don't believe shit Apollo said. Mm-mm. He just untrustworthy. I, I was about to say. I mean, it is Apollo. I I hope Fat Boy and Tiana get it together. But for me, the biggest thing of the of the two couples one. Shamari and Ronnie didn't learn shit in this, and I don't care if they say they did. They finna go home and had the same fucking issues. They didn't look close. They didn't look connected. It looked like they was just going through the motions for a check. It looked like a business call. It definitely did. Looked like a money play. They weren't. They, they weren't moving them shoulders. They were trying to move their bank account. Something. <laughs> trying to move them overdraft fees. Move the overdraft. Um. Breezy, I can't remember that girl name that she with to save my goddamn life. Chris. Breezy and Chris. Breezy finally had a, like a breakdown and a breakthrough. And I guess it's very, I understand it and it's probably very common is that she is tasked with taking care of all her family. And that's a lot of people coming from certain, coming out the hood and coming, you know, from certain backgrounds is that when one person make it, they are certainly tasked with pulling everybody close to them up and helping them. And that has got to be fucking exhausting. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a person that definitely believes in community and, and not wealth hoarding and things like that. And then there's also is ways to go about it, you know, besides everybody sitting on their ass while you bust yours. So I hope she figures that out, but to me, they should have been, they should be the couple, hopefully, that come back next season instead of like Ronnie and Shamari. I agree with that because I feel like there's more there and they actually care about the process and there's there's something salvageable, sal- salvageable with that. Yeah, I agree. Because, yeah. you know, 
Yo, them, them shoulders are stiff. Ugh, arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> Fallon and Jalen. Um, you, you know, her her revealing what she was letting go of did not shock, shock me. Because when I know people be like, the best way to get over old dick is get under new dick and shit. That's not true. The best way to get over a failed relationship is to take the time and fucking heal and process and feel things. She immediately jumped into this relationship with Jalen and in all her pain and all her hurt, what did she do? Hurt him, rag on him, bag on him, disrespect him, task him with picking up the slack where other men have continuously failed her and her siblings and so on and so forth. Um, I'm going to be honest. I still wish they hadn't stayed together. I really oh, do. I'm with you. I'm I, with you. I wish they hadn't stayed together. She needs the type of help and feeling healing that cannot be provided by a partner. It needs to be a professional. And I don't, I think right now they may have put a bandaid on the wound, but I don't think it's going to stay there. I and I think things will go back to normal because they both really need professional help, specifically her. And he needs a break. I agree. He like, should be I, tasked with taking care of his kids and himself. Yeah. It's like, you know, he he you know, he wanted to step up and try to make it work and take care of her and everything. But it's like, bro, you like one, one, you young as fuck, number one. Uh two, she clearly needs to like like you said, Candace, sit on somebody's couch and like really heal and like work on herself. Like it's it's too much on both of you. It's just yeah. too much. It's and it's unfair to both of y'all as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I I appreciated the camaraderie between the between the men, especially uh how they all supported Jalen, Fat Boy, and you know so on and so forth. That was pretty cool. I hope he could yeah. stop cheating on his wife as well, mm. you know, and stop trying to buy her love and attention and her affection and her her loyalty and her trust. Just be a good man to her. Yeah, just you know, you know, keep your dick at home. You know. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Your dick don't need uh, travel miles, you know. Yeah. It. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and really, really fucking drag the losers of Love and Marriage Huntsville and Love and Marriage Detroit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back. We are back. We are back to round out the episode with Love and Marriage Huntsville and Love and Marriage Detroit. Where do y'all want to go first? To Dirty Detroit or down to Fucked Up Husband Huntsville? Let's do Huntsville. Okay. Or what do you think? Of Huntsville is good. I got I got something for everybody. So okay. So I Maurice is the worst type of person to me because. He is emotionally dishonest and he is emotionally manipulative to keep from having to hold any accountability for the role he plays and his son dealing 
with whatever he's dealing with right now. Talk about it. He has managed. It's Kimmy's fault. It's Kyle. It's everybody's fault but his. And then, to me, the worst part is, and this is why a part of me feels sorry for Kimmy, but a part of me says, you chose this, you signed up for this. Instead of him focusing solely on what's going on with his son, he has tried to dredge up this Kimmy and Kaiwa shit yet again to deflect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I don't know what's going on with my son, but I do know you still got beef with Kaiwa. No, that shit was buried and gone. Y'all are not going to make that lady feel like Kimmy did not potentially interfere in the reconciliation of her marriage to Maurice. She does. She's not going to apologize for it because that's how she feels about it. Right. Like whether you agree that it's what happened or not, that's how she feels. That's how I she mean, feels. Go ahead, and Kiowa, Kiowa has ground to stand on. I mean, I know in the scenes that we've seen and it could have all been what they're saying, but to say, okay, we met, while y'all were separated, possibly still in a spot where y'all could have reconciled, but we didn't officially start dating until you were officially divorced. You playing in my face right now. And yeah, it would just absolutely. be better to say, hey, we were separated. I knew I wasn't going to get back with you. So for me, I was clear to date. And, yeah. and I am really hoping at some point, Kimmy acknowledges that Maurice potentially was not 100% honest with her about where he and Kai was stood at the end of their marriage. That's the other thing. I'm, I'm glad that you that's said that. That's the one thing that's bothering me because there is no way that he and Kai was signed divorce papers and she was still she was still talking about reconciliation and it wasn't on the table for Maurice as well. Yeah, that's the other thing. And I'm glad you brought it up, Candace, because I like part of like every time, like, first of all, I'm even upset that we even talking about this, you know, because like we said last week and like you brought up in the opening, this is all deflection to like <clears throat> take away from the fact that Maurice is a, a shit ass parent. But it feels like like Kimmy has not even thought about the possibility of that this nigga lied to her about the nature of him and Kyle. Like it seems like she that, that hadn't even crossed her mind. And it's annoying because it's like, Kimmy, you smarter than this, or at least I would hope you smarter than this. niggas lie. Your husband lied. <laughs> he could have lied. But also, I think even if she had the thought, they married now. Like, I think even I think we can all maybe recognize maybe people didn't end situations neatly and cleanly before we started dating. I know I've had situations where it's been kind of messy and fuzzy areas where I've started new relationships with one that was ending. But after so much time, the shit don't matter no more. And at this point, I don't think it matters to Kiowa. She's not going to let you plan her face about it. And I don't yeah. think it matters to Kimmy. And Kimmy is also not going to let you play in her face about the situation. So I feel like both of them are past the situation as long as you don't want to try to rehash it. I'm not apologizing to you. You're not apologizing to me. It is what it is. The thing with Maurice is he wants them to be on quote unquote good terms so he can step back fully from parenting monster, yeah. which can we call that boy Maurice Jr., Reese Cup, Reese something else? But <laughs> you can't be talking about all these behaviors and you still want to call this this young man monster. For somebody, for 
some for somebody so black excellency, I can't see why we continue with monster into mm. his teenage years. But mm. Maurice is doing all this shit so that he can step back completely. And now it's just Kiowa and Kimmy dealing with the parenting of monster. Right now he has to serve as a middleman because they are on tense grounds. But he just wants them to be buddy buddy so he can step out of the way and they can and Kimmy and Kiowa can raise monster. Yep. Couldn't have said yeah. it better myself, friend. Absolutely. Like that's just what it is. Like there was some overlap. Kimmy even admitted that her and Maurice like started getting to know each other when Jalen was little because Jalen used because Maurice was cutting Jalen's hair when he was she said like ten or eleven. Okay. That boy twenty four now. But yeah, and um, the timelines don't add up. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So if it's fuzzy to us, it's fuzzy to Kaiwa. Then you should have some understanding. I'm not saying you agree, but there needs to be a level of understanding because the timeline is true. We haven't gotten an honest laid out timeline yet of when Maurice and Kimmy really started getting to know each other. And we haven't gotten a timeline from Maurice yet of when he finally told Kaiwa, I don't want to reconcile. I don't want to work this out. I want to proceed with the divorce. Let's go. And I don't think we ever will, because if we do, then it, 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 um, it, it, it misses up his plan of not having any responsibility and putting it all on the women. So that's why we'll never get it, even though, you know, again, any, 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 anybody with sense can see that shit don't add up. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. but another thing is like keeping in that, right? Like I said it last week when uh, we recorded and we were talking about the preview for this episode, I'm mad that both Kimmy and Kiowa were even entertaining this because again, it's part of Maurice's plan to absolve himself of any responsibility and put it all on Kimmy and Kaiwa, where, where it's like, no, nigga, you should be a fucking father. You should be a fucking parent. Like, the mother, the audacity of you to say that you spend time with, with Maurice Jr. and it's, oh, when I pick him up and drop him off, bitch, boy, <laughs> hard ER, excuse me? That's not being a parent. Well, and, and not even that, as we, like, see when they start, when Kaiwa and Kimmy start to have the conversation, Kimmy is doing a lot of projecting. And a one lot. thing, I think we said this last season or the season before, when they all went to Las Vegas together, um, Kimmy seems awfully angry about the insinuation that she interfered in their marriage, because I honestly believe that there is some truth to it. Now, no, maybe they hadn't been sucking and fucking and doing this, that, and third, but they were certainly getting really close and rather acquainted before Maurice was completely, was divorced and single. But didn't this separation with him and Kiowa happen because Kiowa cheated? I still hadn't seen any confirmation of that. Okay. It could. So that's just it, the story. It, it definitely could. It definitely could be true. But what I will say is Kiowa has never said out her mouth that Kimmy was fucking Maurice while they were happily married or anything. What she has said and has continued to say, and her story has not changed, is that at some point she and Maurice were talking about reconciling. And she later found out that at some point Kimmy was in the picture during that time. That is what Kiowa has said. And every time that it is said, Maurice goes magically mute. Because I don't think he was 100% honest with Kimmy, and I don't think he was 100% honest with Kaiwa. No, I don't. I know I don't. I don't either. 
And Kimmy is trying to hold Kiowa accountable for what social media has been saying about her. And like Kiowa said, I don't have any control over that. And I don't have to. If anybody needs to clear something up, let it be your man. Let it be your husband. Yeah, like I feel like Kimmy is doing way too much, and that's also been a big a big problem I had with this. I mean, honestly, again, like I said, the the fact that we even talking about this and not talking more about Maurice being a shit parent, you know, that frustrates me like right there. But like, she's trying so hard to protect this nigga that has left her out to dry in this situation so many times, and I do not understand for the life of me understand it. And she even said in this episode that. Maurice protects Kiowa and Monster's image at the expense of her. She is the collateral damage. So again, this is not a conversation that you need to be having with Kiowa. You need to be holding Maurice accountable. Exactly. If what if if he if you did absolutely not interfere in he and Kiowa's situation where it was at and trying to reconcile or figuring out if to proceed with the divorce. He has never come out and absolutely said without a shadow of a doubt, no, Kimmy did not do that. We did not start doing A, B, C, D until Kiowa and I were legally divorced. Put that on him. Kiowa don't owe you anything in that situation. I mean, the truth of the matter is at this time, even if he came out and said that, it doesn't Nobody matter. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. cares. It's not going to take away how Kiowa feels because they knew each other before they were divorced. So no, maybe y'all weren't dating or, but y'all can't tell me y'all weren't having extended conversations while your son's getting his hair cut. Like you can't tell me there was, oh, I just know him. And then magically after the divorce, we dating. There was a build to it. There was a build. It so, was a bill because that's but a, build or not, it doesn't matter at this point. You married, she married to somebody else, and your focus, husband focus on the asshole in this. Your, and husband. your husband is not doing what he's supposed to do as a parent and a partner, and that's just the black ass bottom line of it. And he has manipulated you into thinking it's all these other issues when he is the issue. And now it makes sense why he was going to move Kiowa and her husband down there. He just wanted to say, I have my son now that he's a teenager. Because I bet you, Monster, if Kiowa lived there in Huntsville, I bet you Monster would be at her house more than at Reese's house. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like in the last um, episode, like when he... When uh, Kaiwa and uh, Little Maurice like they went out, like I like his face lit up, like he was not the 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 boy that we saw when they had that meeting at the house was not the same boy that we saw when he went out to dinner with his mom. I need, I do need Kaiwa to step up and say, my son doesn't want to be down here with you. My son is not happy down here. I'm taking my baby back to Detroit with me. When this school year is over, we are going back to Detroit. I'm re-enrolling him in I'm enrolling him in this high school and he's going to finish out his high school here. He's not doing well in school. He's not doing well in the home. He doesn't seem to have that many friends. He's not he only he's self-isolating in his room. When the fuck did that become normal behavior for teenagers? And uh, sadly, Maurice and let's let's be honest about this. Maurice is like around you and I's age, Adrian, and he is he is subscribing to old school parenting bullshit, afraid to acknowledge that there could be some mental health issues, afraid to get proper help, 
He think he think all he needed some tough love and five a.m. boot camps. I take it a step further. I feel like the reason that he doesn't want to acknowledge it is because they will have to get professional help, and that professional help would hold him accountable for the the reason that Maurice Jr. is the way that he is because of his lack of parenting and accountability. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't want to acknowledge it because of ego. Because in his mind, I would then be saying that Kiowa and her husband are better equipped to raise uh Maurice Jr. than which me is, and Kimmy. Which is hilarious to me because hell, they was doing it anyway. Yeah, I I certainly feel like Kiowa needs to put her foot down and and take her baby home with her. Yeah, because because. Mm-hmm. Like it's like everybody's trying to massage this nigga's ego, and it's like fuck his ego. This is a child's health we're talking about. He done even when he was talking to his dad in that meeting, and I know he wasn't supposed to be happy go lucky because it's a meeting about you getting in trouble. But he um he didn't even seem to like want to even be in his father's presence. Yeah. So because kids aren't like 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 I said like he can't he doesn't know how to process it and verbalize it but he knows he knows that his dad is not present and accounted for and he's trying to shirk all the responsibility onto Kimmy and he knows it's not fair to him or Kimmy but he don't know how to verbalize it because that's still his dad you know mm-hmm. yeah he's gonna fuck or around he has, and ver- up- or he has verbalized it and they don't listen. Because I can't, I can't, I can believe he told them I don't want to go down there before even leaving Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that too. Yeah. So Letitia is very unlikable. And no matter how we cut the cloth, she is fucking unlikable. And I absolutely cringed at that whole scene between her and Kiki because she was so selfish and self centered and narcissistic. While this woman is all but saying, I couldn't make it because I was fucked up. She's sitting here saying like she's still going through it with her addiction. She, she's trying to keep herself together and be on a, be, you know, make better options, make better decisions. And you crying about getting a key to a fucking city that you don't even live in. And then guilt tripping her. Let me, this bitch, Letitia Scott has more expectations for people not her husband than I've ever seen in my fucking life. Mm. She do not hold Marceau big wide hip, big back, bald head, buffoon looking ass to the same standards that she holds everybody else around her. You disappointed me. I'm tired of disappointing. So I should lower my expectations. So I should do this. I, I can't trust you. That's not your man, bitch. That is merely your cousin. And so fucking what if she couldn't make it? It's very obvious that Kiki is trying to keep her head above water without saying that she's trying to keep her head above water. So what? She couldn't make it. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Like, it um, was just, it, she was just so rude and nasty to her. That shit made my skin crawl. And Kiki better than me because I would have hauled off and punched the shit out of Letitia. And then our friend, our, our, our family ship, our relationship, it would have been severed for good. But bitch, I would have clocked you in your motherfucking eye because I don't owe you all of that. You're not my man. I'm not yours. We don't share no kids together. I had intentions on trying to come. She explained she couldn't make it and some came up. And who the fuck is you? Something always coming up. Something always, how something always coming up? Y'all hadn't even been fucking speaking. <laughs> Y'all just started back speaking. Yeah, um, I have been 
you know, very uh, adamant that I didn't want to see, you know, Kiki on my TV screen because I just felt like the whole, like, issue that she had with Tisha, with, you know, the whole male shit, I felt like that was uh, fabricated. But this I don't mind because this is actually, you know, real shit. And I do also agree with you, Candace, that I, I ain't like that at all. Um, because I'm not even gonna hold you. Um, like you said, you not—it's not even a key to the city of a city that you even eat. It wasn't that deep. It wasn't that big a deal. And to see Kiki, you know, again, somebody I have not wanted to see on my TV screen, like actually open up and give us something real for a change instead of that fabricated shit, it was refreshing to see. And to see just like the to see Tisha be Tisha, I guess that's the the best word I can say. In that moment, it was yeah. I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. <sighs> what about you, Adrian? I feel like me and Candace been talking for a minute. <laughs> I mean, well, Tisha, I, I want to like her. I, I do. Every season I go in, like, I'm going to like her. And I like her in some parts, but overall, I just don't. Um, she's She's got a very, she has weird expectations for people that aren't her husband. Um, and maybe people outside of her husband are more dependable and more um, conscious of her feelings and care about her feelings more than her husband. And maybe that's why she acts the way that she does. So something just came to me. Um, if we recall, Tisha and her dad don't really have a relationship. Relationship. I feel like she got some weird abandonment issues going on. I can see that. And... I also feel like we have never been given a, a transparent and clear picture of her relationship with Wanda. And I don't think it's as close as they would like to have us believe it is. And I think that Tisha probably has a lot of unresolved childhood trauma between her father and her mother. Because again, she has, the, as you just said, Adrian, she has the most unrealistic, weird expectations for people in her life except for her husband. She allows him to do and say whatever he wants with no consequences. And that's the motherfucker who be letting her down the most. It's just very weird. And this scene was weird. But we got to we got to stay strong so that we can um get Martel jump. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Do y'all find it weird that so it seems like so many black parents are pushing like businesses on their kids because mm -hmm. mm. entrepreneurship been... so that they can have some to their name when they get older just buy a fucking house like other people with money so that their kids okay. can have it one day when they grown but I don't, I don't think... want to be no hater but it's just I'm like, a hater I'm, just I'm breathe. a hater I'm just a hater breathe I'm a hater because entrepreneurship is a fucking job, a full-time one at that. And you are giving your children sugar-coated, smoke and mirror views of what actual entrepreneurship looks like. As a whole, most people are not just handed down a business. And it takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to make that business successful. And you don't even know what your kids are passionate about before trying to push business ownership on them yeah i think my biggest issue little uh, wide uh, hit Mar no wide hit marcel jr don't want to own no business he just want to play basketball he want to learn how to play golf i think my biggest issue with it is because is that it's basically just pushing like soft capitalism onto these kids and they fucking kids okay 
Yeah. It just it just don't curl it just don't curl over for me anymore. And I guess I my know. question is what if these are businesses for these children so that they understand what entrepreneurship and shit look like, is the money going into their bank accounts? Mm. Mm. Talk about and it. And also if you want your girls to know about entrepreneurship and stuff like that, Girl Scouts, that's the whole <laughs> that's the whole premise around cookie season is teaching financial literacy and entre- entrepreneurial skills in girls. So if that's the lessons that you want them to get, it just seems like very few of very few businesses now are organic for kids. Like I know there was the young girl who was doing the lemonade um, for bees and that was an organic thing that turned into a business. Now it just seems like parents are getting white label lashes, hair products, slapping their kids logos on it and then push putting their kids out there. And it's more, it seems like it's more for the parents for you to have another avenue to make money than it actually is for your kids. Talk about Because I don't think you had, I don't think Tisha had her daughters going through the production company where their hair products are made. I don't think she had them sitting with somebody doing their labels. I think, oh, hey, y'all like hair. We going to start selling this. Here you go. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Let kids be kids, bro. Just... Let kids be kids. Yep. Like y'all talk about all this other shit. Y'all talk about protecting the kids, but when it comes to getting them and getting them into soft capitalism, y'all law for it. Funny how that works. When they could be doing other things like understanding community. For y'all to want to do all this outreach and all this community based works, why aren't y'all kids involved in that? Instead of instead of trying to force them to have businesses that they don't know anything about and know how to run. Why aren't you teaching them about why community is important and why giving back to community is important and things like that? Where's that? It ain't there because they don't have it. The comeback group ain't came back to nothing. So mm-hmm. they don't they just don't have it. They just don't have it. The comeback is way back. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. And before, you know, people are like, well, what do you do? Listen, let me tell you something. What did I tell you last week, Jeremy, me and and, and London did? We went and we volunteered our time last weekend. Yep. And we had a conversation about how community involves feeding into your community as much as accepting from your community. And not only that, I do not care. Yeah. I do not care about her starting a lemonade stand, trying to earn money. I will put money in your pocket by doing, doing things in our house. But if I have it my way, you go into the community and you help the community. You don't just take from the community. I would say it literally was feeding the community because y'all was um, working with the local food bank. Yeah, we were working with, um, if anybody listening is here in North Carolina or if you're far away, there's a program here uh, in North Carolina called Nourish North Carolina. And they absolutely provide food to families who deal with hunger and other issues regardless of income and anything when like the kids go on school on like break like summer break spring break you know whatever the winter break or whatever um the parents could just go pick up food on a weekly basis to make sure the kids are can eat while they're at home they're in the schools as well making sure the kids get breakfast and lunch while they're at school and so on and so forth so they do the work and so Again, like Adrian said, let kids be kids. And if you want to teach kids about anything, teach them about 
community and grassroots organizations that really feed into the communities where they are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, don't Mel's youngest daughter, don't Sugar Mama have a hair care line? Yes. I think mm. so. Yeah. Okay. Just as I thought. Yeah. Put a pin in there. Some more copycat bullshit. While we here, um, I don't know. So one thing I can say about Mel and Martel is a lot of times, and again, love you dearly, Mel, especially when it comes to Martel. But Mel, you are infamous for withholding information about certain situations. And your version of the events when the judge is saying, you know, you didn't seem to have the best interest of the kids in mind. And then you going, well, the judge overlooked him stalking me, harassing me, doing this, that, and the third. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's not like the judge granted full custody to Martel. It just sounds like to me the judge said you were fuck you were being petty with some of the shit you were doing. Like changing your number and and you know, not answering the phone and you know, him having to but, reach out to you via email. So I don't but know. But also it, but also those things were implemented because of him his stalking. So I think Mel has a point. And I've been in courts where it can be this and you have judges that oh y'all should just try to get along even if it's one party that's causing all the chaos and confusion yeah that's fair and also i just want to ask what is it that you're trying to appeal because the the judge didn't do anything everything stayed the same so i guess what would the appeal be like wanting to appeal the whole case because the judge said you know you changed your number and he didn't have it and you were basically petty. I don't think that's a reason to keep trying to fight such an uphill battle. If anything, continue to keep a paper trail on this man. If you mm -hmm. do have to get a protection order, go for that and then go back before the judge and say, look, this is what this man is doing. But I don't, I don't see, and maybe Adrian, do you see a reason for her to appeal the judge's decision? Because no custody was taken from her. They're still one week on, one week off. So I don't know. No, but I don't recall in the scene her saying anything that she asked for. Because okay. what it, because what it sounds like, if if there were things that she asked for, also then, and the judge kept everything the same, then there may be an appeal based on an issue that she was asking for, something that she might have been asking for, um, in the case. Because she said that he asked for her to be responsible for his attorney fees and it doesn't seem like they were granted. You know, it doesn't seem like she's okay. responsible for paying his attorney fees. Um, Then she mentioned that he was like prolonging uploading his financials or whatever. So I'm, I was just wondering like, what is it? Is maybe she trying to appeal something in there but it doesn't well, seem like if she she's appealing, to... if she would she would have to appeal something that the judge ruled on already. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't seem like anything changed. And Martel, you really you really just dumb and bald headed because he's talking about the judge ruled in his favor. You asked for full custody. The custody agreement was not changed. Nothing was ruled in your favor. Or am I looking at this wrong, Adrian? If he's saying, okay, so piecing that together, if he's saying the judge ruled in his favor, 
Mel asked for something. Now, maybe they don't want to reveal what she was asking for, but it sounds like Mel, Mel asked for something. And the judge, by keeping everything the same as it has been, he basically denied whatever she was asking for. I think so it she sounds was like counter asking for full custody. Like he, him and okay. his lawyer went and asked for full custody. Then her and her legal team went and asked for full custody. And, and the then judge the judge was the like, I'm not giving none of you, neither of you goofy motherfuckers full custody. Then that's what it is. She's appealing his ruling, not granting her full custody. And yeah. if, and if his basis was caught, kind of calling her petty because of how she has chosen to have contact with him and she doesn't feel that he took into account Martell's stalking behavior, because I mean, it's on tape. So if he's doing yeah. that on tape, I would imagine what he was doing when they weren't taping. Yeah. I think it was so a woman feel- judge, because in the scene she was saying she. Yeah. Okay, well, if she feels that the judge didn't weigh that evidence correctly, then you can appeal it or do something called like a motion to correct error where you're saying yeah. based on the law and what we presented, we believe you erred in your judgment. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, I do, you know, believe that Mel does have a point because yeah, you could argue that it was petty or whatever, but like Adrian said, it's not taken into account how it got there because there was a point in time where they were co-parenting relatively decently. And then Martell did a more, you know, did, I, did what Martell did. I feel like this judge is being fucking weird because we, they are only there in that courtroom because of Martell's actions. Yeah, exactly. Martell has never had the best interest of the kids at heart because he literally cheated, had an outside baby, which led to his family being broken up. And all of this co-parenting shit coming about coupled with the with the other harassment and stalking behavior and shit. I just, you know, I don't know if something is curling all the way over. And I just hate when like women judges do shit like that. Because yeah. there's a boatload of evidence that suggests that he doesn't even have the best interest of his kids at heart because he can't even maintain a stable residence for these goddamn kids. Yeah. And that's, and that, and that's kind of what Mel was saying is that she felt that the judge she's, I think her, what the, what her exact words were that the judge felt sorry for him. And it's like, if you look at any amount, cause I mean, it's on tape, like we got it on tape. Like if you, if you like even halfway paid attention, this nigga don't deserve no goddamn sympathy. Mm-mm. Yeah, but when you're a family, if you're a family court judge and you see so many dads that don't care, don't show up, when you have one that does the bare minimum, at least, there can be times where they get a, a lot leniency in things. I was about to say a, a lot lean. <laughs> yeah. In this case. Yeah. And to which I also want to say, Martell, you need a fucking reality check. Because being mad at your mama because she wouldn't lie on your behalf is really something. Okay, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad that we're here. <laughs> I'm glad we're here. Because I was like, I was trying to figure out, nigga, what is you mad about? It's like, oh, you wanted your mama to lie. That's what it was. And Chris Fletcher. And I think it's really fucking dogmatic, like Mel, like Mel said, to... um Get them involved? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm glad. I'm also glad we're here. Because I was like, what the fuck they got to do with y'all shit? I was very yeah. confused. I'm like, ain't this between y'all? What the hell they got to, what the hell they involved for? 
Yeah. So I'm guessing he he got them involved to like I guess what testify on like his character or whatever. Well, or testify against males. And Chris Fletcher did just right because if I'm Mel's lawyer, I'm ripping into your ass about your affair. Mm-hmm. Could that be? Could that be uh, gearing your testimony today that you feel um, compelled and in partnership and brotherhood with a cheater because you have cheated? In- oh no, nah. Chris Fletcher did just what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. He did just what he was supposed to do. Now nah, get somebody else to do it. Nail rides out for male though, and I appreciate that. True. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, especially when it comes to this situation, because I mean, shit, the the fact that like Martell gets mad and has gotten mad at Chris for trying to hold him accountable at the you know at the barest of minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you fucking lying to me. You want me to testify, and you didn't drag all my shit out because I yep. Right, exactly. Like you trying to blow up my spot because you fucking up, boy. Boy, boy. Well, Martell always has had audacity, so uh-uh. he ain't never like that. Maybe a builder's license, but never he all got, that. He, <laughs> I was just finna say he got more audacity than stretching them little ass suits. So you know, um. I want to talk about Love and Marriage Detroit because I know all the couple's names now. Brandon and Christina, Russell and Kobe, Latoya and Anthony. All all you niggas are terrible. Every single last one of you. Brandon the worst. The the amount of gaslighting. I don't like no gaslighting shit. I, I don't. I don't. I do not because... It basically you saying fuck me and, and I'm the issue. You have crossed the line with an artist before... And you want to play dumb about your wife's insecurity when it comes to you, quote unquote, developing artists. Also, I would like to know, because it hadn't been said on the show yet, what famous artists have he developed and broken and they've gone on to have an outstanding career? Mm. What stars has the star factory turned out? None that I know of. I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm here to stand truth and transparency. I didn't even know about the star factory until this damn show. And Detroit is a music mecca. Let's be honest here. So I just, I just want to know, like, again, we had just watched um, Grown and Gospel, right? And a lot of these uh, gospel children come from really famous gospel parents who then came up out of Detroit. So we know who they, we know who they famous folks are. Why we don't know not Nan one Nan started at the Star Factory then pumped into the sky to shine brightly. So I'm looking at their page and I don't know if these people Okay, so T Grizzly. I mean, I've heard the name. I don't know the music, but I have heard the name before. Uh, uh Big Sean, it says on here. And those are all the names that I recognize. Okay, th- there was a point in time that I listened to Big Sean uh, at one time. Not no more, but okay, I- I'll give you that one. But it looks like the Big Sean one was from t- 2017. Nobody recent of notoriety. Uh, T Grizzly is 2020. That's the most recent that I got. Hmm. I don't know none of these other people. Okay, so since 2017, two people. And well, Big Sean he- went on. Big Sean went on to be managed by other people. And, mm-hmm. and and go on to bigger and better. So I would say that I was I was about to say that says a lot. Right, right before though. it says right before Sean got his big break with Kanye West and Def Jam Records to become one of Detroit's biggest success stories, he recorded a handful of songs right here 
at the in the at the studio. Oh, so, so he ain't developed. He just record. Okay, all mm. right. Is this making me like him less and less? Because I don't. I don't, I don't like him. Trying to take um, credit for other niggas. Yeah, I don't like him. But his wife not gonna leave him, so I'm saving my anger for somebody that really do want to leave. So mm. yeah. Mm. Also, like, love. I, speaking of gas, like to to your point, uh, to your point, Candace. I love okay, his rationale. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And T Grizzly was not founded by Star Factory. He just used them to help him work on stage performance when he was on tour. <laughs> Artist development, though. I mean, creative direction? No? Okay. Well, I don't like the nigga no way, but so... He was already I, an artist, so... And he was already developed. He just needed to learn breath control. Okay. <laughs> well, they're still working with some. Mm, mm, no. Nope. I don't like him. I don't... Again, we I've said this before. Uh, once you show... Once you dip your toe into the infidelity pond in any capacity... Physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever the case may be, you lose a lot of leverage and you have to build that trust back if you are opting to stay in that relationship. And that comes at being completely transparent at all fucking times. You don't get to pick and choose what you share with the partner that you violated. And what's worse, you really, she really, this how you know that she ain't really, uh, she might she might be a good bitch, but she ain't a real bitch because she would have knocked your head between the stove and the motherfucking refrigerator because you sitting up there pillow talking to the next bitch and saying shit like, I can't stand her. She get on my fucking nerves. I don't want to be here no more. I don't want to be with her. Fuck her. Like, come on, come on. You might as well have fucked her. I think the other thing is that hold on, Jeremy. I'm gonna let you let you run off into the wind. I thought we understood that one of the number one no nos is you don't be sitting up dragging your partner to the to another motherfucker. True. Go ahead, Ooh. Jeremy. And it's like, like you said, Candace, like you didn't tell her because you you didn't say nothing because your ass was guilty of doing some shit you had no you ain't had no business doing. Again, you might not have been physically cheating, but you absolutely was uh, pillow talking. Mm-hmm. And also, I love the rationale, you know, it's like, well, how of how she found out, right? Where it's like, you wouldn't have found out had so-and-so not ran their mouth. And okay, you, was it their business? No. But you also know how you avoid all of that. One, don't pillow talk to somebody else uh, about your wife to somebody else. And two, just tell your fucking wife, hey, we got a new artist. I, I understand that, you know, it looks bad because of my past, but I promise you, it's on the up and up, but I just wanted to communicate that with you. Problem solved. It literally wouldn't have been a fucking problem if you just talked to your damn wife. Literally. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like that, but I did like that his wife was like, no, this is not on her. It's on you because you didn't say something. Exactly. So I do like she was firm with that. I do, but I don't necessarily agree. Um, So your partner should be able to pillow talk with you and talk to you and then not leave the confines of your bedroom or your home, right? And and, and I don't even think Russell was wrong. And I don't think Kobe, I don't think Kobe was being malicious. Let me say that. I don't think the intent was malicious, but she certainly, it was certainly the wrong place and the wrong time. And it should have been a one-on-one conversation with Christina. And then she could have decided how she wanted to handle it. But to bring that up amongst the friend group on a special day like that, it, it made me cringe a little bit. I can agree and, with that. 
It made me cringe a little bit. And your husband should be able to talk to you about shit and it stay between y'all. Or if you really wanted to mention it, like, so can I say something to Christina about this? And he would have been like, no, this between me and you. I was just telling you what me and old boy talked about today. Now, I mean, everybody think pillow talk is a catch-22. Everybody act like they don't do it, but Matt, but everybody do it. Because yeah. you should be able to pillow talk with your fucking partner. For me, Candace, I I I I, I agree with that. But for me, for me, because I was actually talking to uh, saying this to myself before we recorded when I was watching, where I was uh, waiting for me to get ready, is that the pillow talk thing is an effect. It's not the cause. Yeah, the cause is this nigga just not communicating with his wife and being transparent. Yeah, the he's sneaky. Is exactly. Like that's he's, the call. He's he's sneaky, yeah, but I and, also agree with Russell that stay out of other people's relationships because that is a slippery fucking slope. Like I get I get wanting to look out, and again I would have told I would have told her too. Just I wouldn't have told her then. I absolutely would have did lunch with her or brunch with her and brought it up. But it there's some there's some boundaries there. Like he is fucking sneaky and not transparent, but like Adrian said, that girl ain't going nowhere. True. She's not leaving him. So once you know that, you gotta you gotta rein it back in. You can't want more for somebody than they start one for themselves. So it's like a catch twenty two. Like he's sneaky. I don't like him. Unnecessarily so at that. Unnecessarily so. Just very sneaky. I guess it's one of those things where it's like you know. I- talk to y'all all the time in the group chat. It's like, I don't like none of these niggas. So for me, it's like, I got more eyes and blame on him. But I definitely understand the other side is like, you know, keep some shit, you know, to yourself or stay out of people's business. But I just it's, don't it's like a, these niggas. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a fine line. And as we can see, as soon as they hash the shit out, he go right back and do the same shit. The exact same shit. Lie again. Like, he's just a big fucking liar. Is she really... And she really needs to have a come to Jesus moment with herself about what she deserves and her partner. Cause we, we two episodes in, he lied once he get caught in the lie once an episode. <laughs> La Oya. Same thing with, now, how with I catch that stray? Huh? Jeremy said La How I catch that stray? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Damn. And, and Russell not no better. Years. Russell not no better. Use, using the Bible to be a misogynist. <laughs> like okay, so you know I had to see if I was related to him, right? No. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, <Asian>, please. <laughs> no, because he looked familiar, and I had to call my dad. Like, do we got people in Detroit? And he was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "They go by the they go by our last name." He's like, "Nah, they go by a different last name." I'm like, "Okay, Whew, thank God." Okay, dodge the bullet. Whew. I just I just think it's really I I just I don't like most religious people and 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 these and these motherfuckers and, and are this is and this he's is a why. classic example of why you absolutely yes going back to school is a huge deal nobody should tell you you can't but it's still a conversation that should be had with your person because we're talking about a life-changing decision correct that is my thing Acting like you can be married and just do what the fuck you want to do when you want to do it is why a lot of motherfuckers' marriages do not last. You do not get to just do what you want to do when you want to do it, even if it's even if it's not even if it'll be beneficial in the long run. 
minus getting some Marvel Disney money. That shouldn't be no conversation. But even still, saying that you want to go go to school and you want to become an ordained minister and it's that that's a conversation you were supposed to have with your wife beforehand, not after. Well, he didn't want to have it beforehand because he knows where she stands on that. She said, I did my time in the church. And that is a lot for you to ask of a person because yeah. we all know how misogynistic the church is. Mm-hmm. They didn't talk about some of everybody, Megan Good, uh, what Erica Campbell from the group. Like, so that's a lot to to just spring on somebody. Hey, I'm going to go do this. Like, I don't want to be under that watchful microscope. Life. Yeah, I don't want to be under that microscope. I did it as a kid. I didn't like it as a preacher's kid. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what to make of Latoya and Anthony. I don't like Anthony. So. I just... A hundred niggas marching in suits don't do nothing for me. Oh, so I had almost had words. And he ugly to be talking about only, only uh in the previews talking about only fine and beautiful women at the wine tasting. No ugly people. You're ugly. (laughs) You're fucking ugly with your wide hips and your useless and your useless nonprofit. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Starting a nonprofit like to snap it up for the gram is to flick it up for the gram is really fucking ridiculous. That's all I wanted to say. That's it. And you ugly. That too. You know, so you shouldn't be calling people ugly. However, he is on the right side of things with the Christina Brandon situation. Quit fucking lying to your wife, nigga. Yep. Yeah. It's that fucking simple. She yeah. might not like the decision you making, but she gonna respect the truth. Because every time she find out some shit and find out you've been lying, it's from another motherfucker. And that's the type of shit I don't like. And again, the fact that that was such like, like they was like, bro, like, bro, come on. It's like, no, he's right. Like, again, you, you could avoid all of this by just like not lying to your wife. Mm-hmm. Just not being sneaky. You could avoid all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this should not be this should not be such a foreign concept. At all. But I mean it's fun to y'all because y'all are stupid. But still. I, I wanna be I wanna be honest. Like again, none of the husbands on this, which brings me back to the top of the show. I did not lie when I said that majority of the husbands on these Carlos King shows are bums and not likable. They are terrible. And Carlos King, like gay Thanos, just <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he likes are, to during your Type of toxic yeah he he is he like he he like thanos but you know he switch you know he be switching his hips and shit because you are literally putting nothing but awful fucking husbands on our tv screens that's literally what you're doing and love and marriage dc not exempt fucking awful ass husbands i don't know like we can't again Lewis is is the best is the pick of the litter, and even then, and he built like Yogi the Bear. Hey, boo 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 boo! You want to pick a Nick basket? Like, come on! All right, <laughs> come on! Tighten up! Give us something to work with. Give us a Greg Leaks or something. You know, rest in peace, man. You didn't gave us a you didn't gave us several shows full of Peter Thomases, but they all ugly. Like my God! At least when the niggas on Bravo ain't shit, at least they be mildly attractive. You know, this is true. They don't be shit, but they don't be ugly. Once we're made, ain't none of these niggas shit, and they ugly. 
Well, prayers down to these niggas. Brandon looked like Patrick Starr if he lost some weight. Uh, Patrick Narr. <laughs> Too far? Okay, cool. Fair enough. <laughs> Anyways, hey. Y'all got any say- anything to get off y'all chest before we go? Because I'm okay with us just dragging for a few seconds longer. Rest in piss to the knockout king. Y'all, <laughs> y'all people Ooh. really acted so terrible to a black woman for no fucking reason. But I'm happy that he went to Maxwell Street for a Polish and left with wings that day. Went for the pizza, left with the wings. Well, probably ain't leave with wings. You're in hell. (laughs) You're in hell. If there's a heaven and a hell, you're in hell. And it's what you deserve. And then y'all calling him the knockout king. And that that doesn't help your case any that he deserved to have all them hot rounds laid into his ass. You couldn't knock that lady out. You couldn't a 14 year old put you in the ground <laughs> and peace to him and his mother I hope yes. that y'all are surrounded by the best of community right now I really and I, really I hope do. that I hope that lawsuit goes for it I do too and fuck you coon ass niggas that's talking about all oh, she dragging it now that's y'all problem she was wrong people ran with a story released that story to the public had y'all with all type of think pieces of how single black mothers leading their sons astray and all of this and that shit wasn't even true so i hope she run it up on them facts facts <laughs> and you didn't have no life insurance imagine being so bold and brazen that you'll go into a public place w- with a woman you don't know and try to beat her motherfucking ass get killed and you don't even have no life insurance now they creating a fucking GoFundMe to put you away please they could have threw you to the motherfucking piranhas you could be dumped in the ocean you could go right to where the motherfuckers are in ocean gate <laughs> they should have put you in a sprite can and let you implode um, that's all i got you got anything jeremy um no i think i think i'm good and fuck the supreme court too shit well, I just want to say, since y'all overturning everything, let Loving v. Virginia be next. Because I want to see niggas implode when they can't marry white bitches legally. <laughs> oh, Mama June and them going to take to the streets if that happens. <laughs> you going to see so many fat white bitches rioting in the motherfucking streets. They going to tear they gonna tear Walmart up. Like, imagine Mama June in that damn wheelchair, that lady that was... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So while y'all ain't doing shit, take Loving v. Virginia with you. Do your thing. Boy, niggas gonna be so mad they can't marry a fat white bitch at income tax time, they ain't gonna know what to do with their motherfucking self. Okay. And now we're done cutting up. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week. Um, I don't celebrate the 4th of July, but enjoy that day off if you get it off. Save me a place. Ribs on ribs on ribs on ribs. ribs.